Welcome to the Second Students North podcast. My name is Shelby. We're in a series called Insanity. Insanity is defined as doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. This series is about changing our habits in order to bring God more glory with our lives. We hope you enjoy week one. I want to relive your same mistakes, okay? The reason I kicked that off is because if you look back in 2021, there's probably some things that you wish you did differently. There's a, probably at least a few things, maybe you would leave the same, but there's gotta be some things that you would do differently. And what I'm gonna share with you tonight and talk to you about tonight is if we're not careful, we're gonna repeat those same things. Like if we are not intentional to make a change, we're just gonna make the same mistakes over again. Like if I am walking this direction, but I'm like, I wanna go say hi to my friends over here, but I'm just like, keep walking this direction, then it's kind of dumb for me to be over here and be frustrated. Like, I, want, I meant to go over there. Like, if I wanted to go over there, then I would have had to like intentionally turn to my steps, made a different directional choice, and started walking in this direction. That's silly, but that's what a lot of us do. If, you are, if your life is headed in one direction, if the path of your life is headed one way, and you don't make an intentional choice to direct a different way, you're gonna keep going that way. And years are gonna go by and you're gonna be like, man, I, I wish I didn't make that choice so many times. And so tonight we're hoping, I'm hoping prayerfully that we change something like that. So the name of this series is called Insanity. I'm gonna put the quote on the screen. People say that Einstein says this and then some people say that Einstein didn't say it, so I don't really know who said it, but this is what it is. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So to illustrate it, I have a video of what this might look like. Okay, so my guy, Hey Hey, he is literally an insane chicken. Like, that's his whole point in the whole movie is that he is an insane chicken. And what he does, especially with that last thing with the rock, he like eats it and then, oh, this thing doesn't, like is not food, my body rejects it, but then he's like, oh, let me eat it again anyways. Like that is insanity. That is what the quote says. It's doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. But you guys, if we are not careful, we will be just like Hey Hey. We will be an insane chicken who goes back and makes the same mistake over and over again, expecting something different to happen. The key verse that we're talking about this whole series is gonna be on the screen. It's from Romans 7, and it's verse 19. It says, and this is the video, or this is the words that were repeated in that video we saw. It says, for I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not wanna do, this is what I keep on doing. So follow me there, it said a lot of like words, but the good I wanna do, somehow I can't do that. But the evil that I don't wanna do, somehow that's what I end up doing. And I think that a lot of us feel that frustration. That's what I feel in my life a lot of times when I try to fight sin. So the whole point of this whole series is how can we break this insanity in our life of not doing the things that we don't wanna do or not doing the things that we do wanna do and doing the things that we don't wanna do? How do we break this insanity in order to live a more holy life? So before I keep going, I wanna give you a little disclaimer. There's a fine line here in this talk between this being like a self-help talk and I'm not here to like give you self-help and like motivate you to like live a more positive life. Like that's not what I'm here for. And so as you think about what the thing is in your life that you wanna change, don't think like I wanna drink more water or I wanna like exercise. Like that is great, but that's not what we're here to talk about tonight. We're, talk about, we're here to talk tonight about what is the thing in your life that if that thing was different, 
if you chose differently to either do or not do something, God would be so much more glorified in your life. Like, yes, drinking water is great, but think about what is like this, what is this issue in my life that I either need to start doing or stop doing to bring God more glory? Because this isn't self-help. This isn't about making your life easier. This is about bringing God more glory with your life. And so some of you guys, I asked um, people some of the things that they would want to do. So an example that I have for you is break the habit of hitting your snooze so many times that the time that you wanted to read God's word just like slipped away. Like that is a habit that I bet a lot of you guys are in where you just oversleep and you don't get time for God's word. And it's this habit. And if we don't break it, you're going to keep walking in this direction and never break that habit. But some of you guys said that you want to stop checking your phone so much. I feel like a lot of you guys agree with that. You want to make time for reading your Bible. You want to start praying more. You want to spend less time on social media. And you want to break the cycle of anxious thoughts for grateful ones. Some of you guys might share in some of that. I want to challenge you tonight. Some of you guys need to break the habit of watching certain TV shows or certain videos on your phone that lead you to do things that you know do not bring God glory. Maybe they lead you to curse more than you know you ought to. Maybe they lead you to gossip more than you ought to. Maybe they lead you towards sexual sin that you know does not bring God glory. There's things in your life that you have habitually put in your life, and we've got to break those habits in order to bring God more glory. So I want you to be honest with yourself as we read this passage tonight and let God speak to you what that thing is that you need to carve out of your life in order to bring him more glory. So we're going to read the verses around that key verse in Romans chapter 7. So if you have your Bible, open it. I normally wouldn't read out of the NLT, but this is such a confusing passage that I think the NLT makes it really clear. We're starting in verse 15. It says this, I don't really understand myself. For I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. So I want to stop. Does anybody honestly feel that way? Does anybody just want to do what is right? Just in the core of your heart, do you want to do what is right? Raise your hand. You want to do what is right. Yeah, right? Does anybody instead find yourself doing the exact opposite thing? Yeah. It is, it, it is insane. It is crazy, but that's what we keep doing. And so we're in good company with, this, with Paul who wrote this passage. Verse 16, but if I know that what I'm doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. So I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyways. But if I do what I don't want to do, I'm not really the one doing it. It is sin living in me that does it. So my first point tonight for you guys is that sin lives in you. And probably not a lot of you would disagree with me. You know that sin lives in you. But here's what we've got to do. We've got to face the facts that sin lives in you. And while your heart is beating, it's not going anywhere. And that's kind of frustrating. But there's going to be this continual battle against sin in your life. Because, again, while your heart beats on this side of heaven, there's going to be sin around you. And there's going to be sin in you. And it's going to tempt you to choose the wrong thing. And so we're kidding ourselves if we're just waiting for the temptation to stop. If we're waiting for the moment that your phone sits there next to your bed and doesn't call your name. Like, we're just kidding ourselves if we're waiting for that to happen. Or if we wait for the time that somebody doesn't invite you to a party, or your sibling doesn't annoy you, or when you have nothing on your whole calendar except for God's word. 
Like those things aren't just naturally gonna happen. And so if we're waiting for the moment where sin isn't around, it's not gonna come. We just have to be engaged in this battle and recognize that it is there. And as we're gonna get to talk, like ask God to help us overcome it. Us being prone to these habits also, it makes a lot of sense. I did some like research in like the science behind why we choose habits like this. Um, and it was kind of fascinating. So. 70% of your life, of your day, is actually made of habits, which when I heard that made me feel like I was a robot, like why am I just robotically going around my day? But it actually makes sense and it's for our help, it's for our good, like the way you brush your teeth, the way you brush your hair, the way you make scrambled eggs, like those things are just kind of habits now and it would be kind of annoying if they weren't, like if every time I went to go make scrambled eggs, I had to pull my phone out and like Google how to scramble eggs and then it's like step one, crack the egg. And then I'm like, well, how do I crack an egg? And then I have to pull open another tab and say, how to crack an egg. Like, if that was the process of me scrambling eggs, that would be really annoying. So it is okay that we were built for habits. It is helpful. It is helpful that we can make these routines in our brains, but because sin lives in us, it has taken over some of these loops in our brain, these habits in our brain, and it has put sinful habits into our life, and we have to give those over to Jesus. We're gonna keep reading. Verse 21, I have discovered this principle of life that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I think we all agree with that. Verse 22, I love God's law with all my heart, but there's another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. So the second point, war lives in you and around you. A war, not like, I mean, yes, war, like, you know, between armies and stuff, but like, there's a war against your soul that lives in you and around you. It's from the beginning of the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, there's been a battle. There's been a battle of the enemy versus our God. There's a battle of heaven versus hell. Like, there is a battle, and one day it'll be over, and we know who's going to win, but right now we're still engaged in this battle. This verse, verse 23 says, there's war in my mind. And you guys know that too. You don't, you don't think that's crazy either. You know there's a war going on in your mind. You felt like, man, I don't want to oversleep today. I know I'm supposed to get up and read my Bible, but like my alarm's going off and it's so annoying. Let me just like put my hand over here and then like, oh, gravity did the work. Like there's the snooze and it's not my fault. It's gravity's fault. And like, God, you made gravity. We just, there's this, but you noticed it. You knew like there was a war there for a second. You were like, I don't want to. I know what I'm supposed to do. Or when you, get on your phone and you know that you're probably about to spend two hours on TikTok, but you know you don't want to. So you're like hovering over the little app on your phone and you're like, oh, no, I did it, it's too late. Like now I'm just here. Like I have felt that war in my brain or whatever the sin is in your life that's coming to your mind, that God is calling to your mind, you know there is a war that's happening and it is hard, but we're not alone in this war. Verse 24. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God, like truly thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I'm a slave to sin. So now, here's the good news. There is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. So the third and the best point, we had sin is in you, 
war is in you and around you, but the third point is that Christ can and will set you free. And Christ is the only thing that can set you free. Like, if there is sin and there is war, and there is, the only thing that can set you free from that is Christ. He is the only one powerful enough. You can try on your own, and you probably have. You have tried to break these habits or make these habits on your own, and it hasn't worked so far. Because Christ is the only one that is powerful enough to, be, to conquer that sin in your life. But here's the tricky part. I know a lot of you probably feel like you've been here before. Like maybe you've been at beach retreat or some night at live or some random night in your room where you realized, I need to give this thing to God. Like, I don't want to choose this sin anymore or I need to start praying more. I need to start reading my Bible. Like you have felt this way before and maybe nothing happened. Maybe nothing changed. And maybe you told God, you're like, God, I'm done. I'm not doing this thing anymore. And then that night, there you were finding yourself, finding yourself doing that thing again. Being in that place of realizing, God, I don't want this anymore. I'm giving this to you. That is a fantastic place to be. But what this series, Insanity, is about is about what is our responsibility in that? Like, God brings all the power. God is the most powerful. He's the only one that can overcome sin in your life. But what is our responsibility? Because some of us need to put our money where our mouth is. Like, you have told God, like, God, I'm not doing this thing anymore. But then you kind of just did it anyways because, like, God didn't make it easy for you, I guess. Like, I don't really know. That's happened to me before. And so we need to learn how to put our money where our mouth is. So my example is if I decided to learn the piano, I don't know the first thing about the piano. I know there's, like, black keys and there's white keys and that your feet are involved somehow. And I don't know how you do stuff with all four of your limbs at the same time, but people do it. So if I wanted to learn the piano, I would need somebody to teach me. I would have to pay an instructor, and I would have to go to sessions. So this instructor, my piano teacher, they have all of the power and all of the knowledge. Without them, I'm not learning the piano, because all I know is that all four of your limbs are sometimes involved. That's not a good start. So I can go, like this piano teacher, they have all the power. They have everything that I need to learn the piano. But if I don't go plot myself in front of them, I'm not going to learn the piano. So I, like, I have a responsibility. It is small, but I have a responsibility. I have a part to take. But there's this teacher who has really all of the knowledge and all of the power. That's how this whole thing works with God. He has all the power, all the ability to overcome what you want to overcome in your life. But you have to, like, you have a part in it. You have to do the work to yourself. He will be there. He will hold your hand. But you have to do the work. And so here's how we're going to do that. Us, these people in this room... We're gonna take a challenge together. It's gonna to be a 21 day challenge. And I don't know if you have heard of those before or you know what it is, but there's people think that it takes 21 days to make or break a habit. And I like did some research to see if that was legit, and it is. Some people say 18, some people say a little bit more than 21, but 21 is a pretty good number. That if you can do a habit or not do a habit for 21 days, it's pretty safe to say that it's pretty much ingrained into your brain at that point. So imagine, I want you to think about it, today is January 12th, and think about whatever the thing is in your life that you want to stop doing or start doing for God's glory, not for your own glory, but for God's glory. Imagine 21 days have passed, and then imagine today is February 2nd, like today is February 20, or February 2nd now. 
So for t imagine today is February 2nd, and for the past 21 days, you haven't done that thing, or you have done that thing. Imagine sitting in your seat right now, three weeks from now, and there is a habit that is not in your life anymore, or there is a habit that is in your life. Like, doesn't that sound incredible? Isn't that what you want? And again, there's nothing magical about these 21 days, but I think that God is going to honor us if we give them to him. I listened to a little bit of science on what it looks like to rewire our brains. Like, is this actually going to work? Can we actually do this? And the short answer is yes, you can do it. But our brains are hard to rewire. The longer you've done a habit or not done a habit, the harder it is to change it. Because like the loop in your brain has happened so many times that your brain is like, this is what we do. And when you try to disrupt it, it is difficult. So whatever you're thinking about right now may be really difficult. If you've never read God's word, starting to is going to be really hard. If you have a bad habit of some sin that you hate and you've done it for a really long time, it's going to be really hard to break, but you can do it. God is more powerful. Um, the one thing I've learned about this is, and that I listen to, the science backs up, is if you want to set a notification for yourself, like, read your Bible today, it'll work for, like, a couple of days. It'll work in the short term. But after a while, we're just pretty good at, like, clicking yes anyways and not actually doing it. And so what we've learned is that we are really punishment and rewards-based people. I've done this once before, so I know it's true. So think about something that you would reward yourself with at the end of these 21 days if you do it. So like for me, two years ago I had a habit I really wanted to break. So I told myself, and I was having a really hard time breaking it. I told myself, if I don't do this thing for 21 days, I will buy myself a new outfit. And let me tell you, it worked. And that sounds so silly. Like, and that sounds like I am so vain. But nothing was working up until then. And so I was like, let me just try this. And then like day three was in and I was tempted with sin. And I was like, but I really want this outfit. Like, are you going to be happy with yourself if you do this thing and you don't get the outfit? And again, it sounds so silly, but you guys try it. We are so punishment and rewards based people. So give yourself something at the end of these 21 days. If you make it, like ask your parents, tell them about this and be like, can we go to dinner? Like, I don't know, whatever you want. But if this is what it takes to cut sin out of our life to bring God glory, like, let's try it. Um, and if you, maybe you have already, like, picked something with the new year and you're already at day, like, 10, just keep going. Like, don't stop doing that thing. Keep going. Color in with us anyways. Um, but the point is to bring God more glory with our life, to start new habits and break old habits to bring God more glory with our life.